And now for something purposely positive. Welcome to Strive to Thrive, the Purposely Positive Podcast, brought to you by TonyWCoaching.com, where your greatest success is right in front of you. This is Tony Wexler, your host, and on this podcast, we talk about positive issues to bring positive content into the world. Everyone loves a comeback story, right? We get to see someone rise up from the ashes of a failure or a setback and go on to succeed. Have you ever made a comeback? What would it be like if you could actually write your own comeback story and it were yours for the claiming? On today's episode, my amazing friend Colleen and I are going to discuss claiming your inspirational comeback. Colleen, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, this is going to be a great discussion because a comeback, I mean, that's something that I think everyone loves, right? I mean, you know, think about a lot of the movies that you watch. Usually there's somebody and they're down for the count. And you know, the Rocky movies are great inspiration. Actually, Sylvester Stallone's own story, own story is really a comeback story. But that's that's a lot to get into right now. Uh, <laughs> you know, when I have him on the podcast, I'll have him tell it. <laughs> so tell me a little bit. Tell me a little bit more about you and why this topic resonates with you. Absolutely. So my name is Colleen Falto. I'm an energetic weight loss coach. Pretty much we focus on the energy that you are carrying around as extra weight over the physical pounds, right? Everyone wants to focus on dieting, on losing weight, on these low levels of consciousness acceptance around their bodies, right? And people don't really, on a general basis, maybe some of your listeners are a little more on the spiritual and but they don't want to focus on the 5D, on the trauma from their past that they're holding on to that's keeping weight in their emotional body and their mental body and really holding them back from living their highest potential. Wow. Now, I love how you have the you have a 5D yeah. and I have a 3D. My 3D is my 3D method for success, which I've talked a lot about on the podcast. I think that's cool, except I'm jealous because you have more Ds than I do. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's the the really powerful part of this work. Through this work, you're able to see how powerful your thoughts are and how powerful we're always creating our reality. We are all either the creator or the victim of our lives. And your thoughts are calling in your future, you know? Mm -hmm. And so if we're stuck on our past, on our, what I call, you know, the drama, the trauma or the lack that's why we're calling more drama, trauma and lacking. You know, we all keep meeting the same boss, meeting the same man or woman romantically, you know, and it's really because the universe is so abundant and the universe is trying to get, give us an opportunity to learn the the lesson, right? Yeah, like right. a big lesson. We, and we don't get it usually, right? It takes us forever to learn sure. these lessons. Absolutely. Big time. And so pretty much, I'm a woman in recovery from many things. I'm in recovery from being an alcoholic. I don't like to call myself an alcoholic. I feel like it's very low vibrational. So I prefer to say I'm in re recovery. I'm in recovery from a disordered relationship with food, with my body. I had an eating disorder for a long time. 
codependent relationships, being a part of a very narcissistic, abusive relationship is a big part of my comeback story. And I'm basically most of all in recovery from being the victim of my, my, my life and stepping out of victim, victim, victim to the creator of my life. And I create my life and I create my reality. And I look in the mirror as a point of, as opposed to pointing the finger at everyone around me, which, you know, I wasn't even aware that I was doing for so long. And when that, when that shifted for me, everything fell into place. I love that. Now you brought up something really, really key. Actually, you brought up quite a few things there. So I I just kind of want to rewind a little bit and unpack some of that. So thoughts, right? Thoughts are things. And most people don't realize that everything is born twice. Mm. Everything that you own in your life, you know, that laptop, who, whatever device someone is listening to this podcast on, even that pad of paper that you used to write notes on, everything was a thought in someone's mind first before it became a reality. And we have to realize that. And it's the same thing with our thoughts and our emotions. We create those things. You know, I always say that if you really want to change your life completely, you have to move from being someone who is complaining about everything to someone who is showing gratitude about everything. When we can do that, you know, because if we focus on on the trauma, the victim mentality of, oh, what was me? You know, that person did that to me. Well, you know what? You can't control what that person did, but you can control how re- how you react. And what if and this is something I got from Tony Robbins, who is who actually got it from Jim Rohn. And he said, what if life were happening for you and not to you? And I think when we change that mindset and go about walking around like life is happening for us that bad thing that happened yeah it hurts it was painful but if we take the lesson from that and move forward and become grateful for why it happened and change that mindset then our whole life changes everything changes everything changes and it's totally normal you know it really when you understand and when you unpack the society the world that we live in you know, you turn on the news, it's negative. You turn on Facebook, it's complaining a lot of the time. We're the sum of the five people we surround ourselves with. And so if you're surrounded by people that are vibing at very low levels of consciousness, vibing out of fear over love, then it's really hard to stay in an empowered place where you're seeing life is happening for you, not to you. Exactly. And there's a lot of generational trauma that goes involved, past trauma. Our ego just wants to protect us from being hurt again. So it holds us back. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And we focus on, on the trauma and we don't focus. I always say that we need to be more invested in the lesson rather than the success itself. And if we can learn to invest in that, that's another game changer. So let's talk a little bit more about claiming that inspirational comeback and how we can actually start doing that in our life. I mean, what what do you think makes up a truly inspirational comeback? What are the characteristics? Sure. I feel that it's really important to learn where your energy is coming from. 
if your overall energy pattern throughout the day is anxiety and it's stress and it's fear, right? The opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is fear. So if your energy overall is vibing at worst case scenario, fear, et cetera, it's really, really important to unpack where that comes from. What is your core trauma from your childhood? Generally around like five or seven, you know, something happens and your perception of it, it doesn't have to be the reality of it. It's your perception of it was that you were either abandoned, you weren't enough, something along those lines, right? Abandonment wounds, abandonment core trauma wounds don't necessarily come from being abandoned physically, emotionally, mentally, whatever the case is. And it's really important to unpack where these, these core trauma, core wounds, core energy patterns started to move through. And I always say, until you heal the eyes of your inner child, you will continue to look through those wounded eyes your entire life. Oh, absolutely. I, I like focusing on that too, because yeah, some of these things even happened before we were even conscious of them. I mean, something yeah. that might've happened when we were 18 months, two years old, and yeah. you're seeing people that are becoming the victim of something that happened before they can even remember. And I think that's just kind of crazy. We, we have to be able to change those things. And one of the things that I use, I don't know if uh, if this is anything that you get into, Colleen, but it's some NLP therapy, and it's basically the, your timeline, where you actually can go back in your past, in your timeline. And one of the things that I do, I help people to recreate the story. You can change your story because, you know what, it happened to you. So why don't you take control of it? Change yeah. it a little bit. Change that path. Maybe pick up the lesson from it or just rewrite it. Exactly. Exactly. And how can we let go of that energy? How can we continue to starve our ego and feed our soul? Yeah. You know, what are we getting out of staying stuck? It's really important to see that, to see what am I getting out of staying stuck? Be it with a substance, be it with our, you know, hating our bodies, be it in a toxic relationship, not reaching your full potential. Humans are the only life form that come to this planet that don't reach their full potential. Hmm. It's wild. It's wild. It a is wild. Like I'm not gonna. I'm only gonna grow towards, you know, a quarter of my full potential. We get stuck in our trauma. Yeah. Well, you just said something, and I think it's kind of like a mic, a mic drop moment there. And you know, what are we getting from our pain? Human beings, we are either moving toward pleasure or away from pain. But sometimes we use that pain. We're getting something from it. And when we sit back and realize, what am I getting from it? And then we take what we're getting to move away from that pain and make that more important than what we're getting from it. That's yeah. when we can change everything. And that's when we can start writing that comeback. Yeah. Big time. And it, it's hard. This work is it's realizing that we're never upset about what we think we're upset about. It's always something deeper, always something deeper. And through the way I do it with somatic healing, um, somatic healing is your movement, your breath work and your music. I take music to be all in inputs. Me as someone in recovery, I don't watch TV shows where they're binge drinking and they're getting blackout drunk. I, I don't have that input to my sub subconscious mind. I just don't, you know what I mean? And a lot of my, my clients, they're unpacking really serious stuff really serious mm -hmm. stuff that happened when they were kids that should have never happened. And the sooner we can bring it to acceptance, 
the sooner we can move through it. My clients yeah. always want to know, how can I quantum leap? How can I speed up my results? And the answer is the same for everyone, no matter what. You can bring acceptance to the past and your current circumstance, and you're going to move through it a lot easier. You will. Accepting your past is like the first, really the first big step moving on because you can't really change it. I mean, you can go back and rewrite those things and there's some techniques you can do, but for the most part, really what happened to you happened to you. So let's accept it. Let's push it aside. Let's move on and let's focus on the future. And that's something that we do as coaches, right? We're working on people's future. We're not taking somebody in therapy and having them cry over their past week after week after week. No, no, we want to move from that. We want to accept it and move on because you know what? That hurt relationship that you went through, you can't change that. It happened to you. The fact that you were treated a certain way by your parents, you can't change that, but you can change the way you react to it and you can change. And if you learn to be grateful which is like an extra step, but be grateful for those people in your life. When you're in gratitude, you can't be mad. You can't be angry. You can't be whiny. You, pardon my French, but you can't be a whiny little bitch. You have yeah, to yeah. snap out of it. Yeah. And you're able to anchor in, even if there's a thousand and one things in your life going wrong, you can anchor into that one thing that's going well. And that's yeah. what you focus on. Rinse, focus repeat. On, focus on what's going well. I love it. I love it. Even if it's just one thing, it is a choice. And you know what? I, I tell my clients all the time. I tell them, you know what? If you're going to stay stuck, do it from an empowered place. I'm choosing mm-hmm. to stay stuck. If yes. you're going to choose to be someone that's has a addiction issue with any alcohol, any kind of substance, do it from an empowered place. I'm choosing to stay stuck in my addiction. If you're going to stay in a toxic relationship, I'm choosing to stay in this relationship. Yes. And sometimes saying that out loud, That'll be the wake up call that you need. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, wow, no one's holding a gun to my head. With that said, when you are able to, if you're listening to this and you're identifying with it, you're like, wow, I really am holding myself back in life. Our egos are so strong. I have a coach. I will always have a coach because I understand how strong my ego is and I understand how my ego works. And Doing this on your own, listening to podcasts, listening to books, listening to like doing journals, whatnot, you're going to get a lot faster and a lot stronger results when you work with someone through this, when you have someone doing your check-ins, guiding you through their process, because that's how strong our, all of our egos are, no matter yeah. what we've been through, no matter what. That, and that's really what the the true value of, of coaching. And I have talked to people, and I'm sure you have, Colleen when you tell people what you do and they say, and when they hear what we get as professional coaches, how much we get paid for this. Well, you know what, what I'm giving someone and I've been told this over and over again, I'm sure you have too. What you gave me was, was priceless. I can't really put a price on it. So how much will you pay? I mean, there are hundreds and millions of books out there on three things, how to get rich, how to lose weight and how to find your ideal partner. So how come we're not walking around seeing a bunch of skinny, rich people walking around with the love of their life? It's because 
reading the book doesn't really do everything because, well, number one, they buy the book and they probably won't even read the whole thing, but that's a whole other story. The other thing is they don't do the exercises if there are in the book. Think and Grow Rich, which is one of my favorite inspirational books that I read, oh, I I read that years book. ago. It's, it's got gold in there, literally. There's exercises in that book. And most people, oh, yeah, I like the book, but I really didn't. It really didn't help me. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, big time. Big yeah. time. I always tell my clients and I say on my podcast, you know, you're not that special that the laws of the universe don't apply. And that is your ego. If you're like, oh, th that didn't work for me. It doesn't work for me. It's your e ego. Um, I, I work with a lot of coaches. I'm, I'm sorry. I work with a lot of clients that have worked with different coaches in the healing, trauma healing, um, energy space. I know a lot of the coaches, some of them I've worked with, some of them, um, other clients have worked with, and they're like, I did not get results from them. I'm like, are we going to be the victim and blame it on that coach? Are we going to look in the mirror and be like, at that point in my journey, I wasn't in a place that I was really like humble enough to take what they were saying. I had some resistance. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You have some resistance to that and you're, you're always going to push back, but having someone like a coach who is going to hold you accountable. You, you may not take those steps, but if you know, if your client knows, I got to talk to Colleen like in two days and I haven't done what I told her I was going to do. Sure. I'm going to do it because it's not that you're going to beat them up with a stick or anything, but it's still, it's that whole thing of accountability and a good coach knows how to hold their clients accountable. And just like you said, uh, having a coach in my life was a game changer. When I, wrote my story when I became a speaker and a coach I was an investigator for I did that yeah, kind of work. Love that. I did that for for over 20 years and I was a senior investigator toward the end and you know it was a great job I mean I I will not put the job down I I, I loved the work but it was just it got to be so dark and I yeah. just said a lot of people are out there and they'll sit that I've heard this and this is mostly the people I work with really people who feel you know what there's got to be something more out there and those that are committed to actually making a change and you know you can try to help somebody and i've i've helped people but when when they make that and when we make an investment in ourselves that's when we know we're all in on that change because now we've made the investment we can talk about it all we want we can write read the books we can write out a plan but until we actually make that investment and take that next step forward. But anyway, I'm kind of preaching to the choir there because you yeah. know you and I have the same mindset here. It's not a matter of can I afford to, it's can I not afford? Can I afford to stay stuck? Can I afford to spend the next four months, four years sitting on my shit? I had a conversation with a client last week and I was like, I am not going to allow you to sit in your shit anymore. Mm -hmm. it, it happened. What are we going to do to move forward? What are the action steps? Um, I shared on, I have a group on Facebook that I go live every Tuesday and Thursday in. And I shared this past, um, oh no, Tuesday and Friday. I'm sorry. I shared this past Friday. We do a free coaching Friday in there. I said, you know, I'm very close with my extended family. And there was an issue in their lives. My cousin has cancer. He's had cancer for a while. And there was an issue with extended family members around it. And I was like, all right, you guys aren't upset about what you like the, the, the issue you're all getting so upset about. No one's upset about that. You're upset because someone is, is very sick and we're deflecting on other things. 
And so I listened to, you know, someone that was very hurt by someone else. And I, and I affirmed her truth. I was like, I, I I've been there and, and I, I can feel your pain and I'm so sorry you went through that. And then it was repeated. And I was like, okay, at this point, we've said it twice. And the way our subconscious mind works is that every time we repeat something, we're actually reliving it in our subconscious mind. My subconscious mind does not have the ability to listen to me telling a memory from my childhood that hurt me and me living it in the current day. It like it, it can't differentiate it. I was like, so at this point, I do want to support you, but I'm not going to allow you to sit in the drama. If you want to talk about action steps moving forward and how we can come to a healed perspective here and we can move forward in a, in a higher vibrational way, I am here for you. But if you want to stay in the drama and the trauma and the lack, I'm going to have to remove myself from this until you're ready to take steps moving forward. And like I said earlier, we're the sum of the five people that we surround ourselves with. And the more you do this work, the more your circle gets tight and tight yeah. and tight. Because I, I can't afford to have people in my life that want to complain all day. I know. And that was one of the things that I found in 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 my line of work, because when I was doing investigations back in 2019 and and. and even in the early part of 2020, after I started the business, uh, there were a lot of things going on and we were out there hunting down criminals, basically getting confessions and finding out that these people were not facing consequences for their actions. And they were just, you know, kind of the, the, the whole, whole soft on crime mentality was starting to happen. Now, again, that's a, a whole other topic, but it's very frustrating when you're actually solving the crimes, you're, trying to get the people into court somewhere where they can be punished and have an appropriate punishment and they're being let off the hook. You know, and I know a lot of people in the law enforcement community moved away from that, but again, it was something, you know, we can't control that. So we have to let go of it. But in my case, it was to the point where just all the negativity was just weighing down on me. And I said, I have to make a change. And yeah. I com I committed myself. I said in 2020, I started the business we had a lot of crazy things happening. 2020 was just an insane year. I don't know if there oh was God. like goofiness and the planets were aligned a certain way or ever, but it was just a crazy year for everything. And I said, you know what? I can't do this anymore. So I committed to say, by the end of this year, I'm going to leave this job and I'm going to do my coaching, my speaking, my training. I'm going to do that full time. And I was two months late. It was the end of February that I actually left, but I committed to that goal. And I think that's something when you want to claim that inspirational comeback, you have to have a goal and you have to write it down and you have to put a date with it because a goal without a date is just a wish. And also you have to really, that's where the 5D comes in. It's, it's already yours. It's already yours. It's already happening. It may not be in the 3D, but in the 5D, your goal has come to fruition. Right. What is time? What is time timelines? You know, um, when I look back on the goals for my personal business, I had certain goals that I wanted to hit certain markers by. And two of the big markers, I reached one, one month later and one, two months later. And if I didn't stay committed, I would have been like missing out on so much, you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's up to you took ownership of it, I think. Yeah. And that's another step that we have to do. Tell me a little bit more about the 5D. What exactly is that? And how does that relate to how sure. we're, we're so, talking about today? 
I am a trauma-informed facilitator, and I also work very much with energetics, the law of attraction, the law of assumption, and pretty much learning how to release yourself from low vibrations and enter into higher vibrations, releasing yourself from trauma. And why people's manifestations don't work is because they're too attached to their past trauma. So it's a twofold process, getting to the shadow work, the subconscious mind, then moving forward and, and stepping up your energy to align with what you want and call in what you want. And so the 5D really comes into the law of assumption and the law of attraction, right? So the law of assumption, you can do this with money, with relationships, with weight loss, anything. The law of assumption is, and, and you know, spirituality, there's the, the Ds go up. There's a 70, I don't really get into the 70, but um, the 5D is, it's essentially a reality that's not come to earth yet. But if you desire a healed relationship with your partner, it's yours in the 5D, it's just showing up in the 3D. If you desire hmm. to lose 20 pounds, you've lost it in the 5D and you feel it in the 5D. 5D is the embodiment. So the 5D is you starting to move from that emotion, move from that person, that person that's lost the 20 pounds. How do they, you know, it's yours. So how do they feel on a day-to-day basis? Do you feel um, better about yourself? You're raising your consciousness. What does that person do? Does she not eat takeout at night? Does she eat a salad because she's lost 20 pounds and she's committed to her health? Probably. So the 5D is all of your goals that are coming into the 3D and it's embodiment that bridges the gap to get there. Okay. No, that makes a lot of sense. It's kind of like the whole ask at, or act as if mindset. You know, if you want to become a CEO of a company, start acting as if that CEO of the company would do it. If you want to be a thinner, healthier person, act as if you were already a healthier person, a thinner person. And you can start doing it if you want to give up your abusive behavior, whether it be alcohol or any substance act yeah. as if someone who didn't have that problem and i find that when you start going around and asking that question of yourself if i was this person how would i act yeah. and we'll start acting that way then exactly. don't yeah don't expect to uh like move up in a company somewhere if you're still showing up to work late every day yeah <laughs> that kind but of in thing. the same sense in the same sense too like if you're having one of the reasons manifestations don't work is because we truly don't believe that they're coming to us. And so if you've been struggling losing five pounds your whole life and you're trying to manifest 20 pounds, you really can't believe it. So yeah. it's not going to happen. If you're struggling with money and you're a hundred K in debt and you're like, I'm going to manifest a million dollars, it feels too out of touch. Mm -hmm. So drop it down. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. manifestation works. But the reason it doesn't work is you're, you're too stuck on your trauma or you don't believe it's going to happen. Either way, you're, when you're so stuck on a trauma, you don't believe it's going to happen either. You know what I mean? And so right, right. sometimes you need to drop it down. Exactly. I mean, don't expect to like marry the person of your dreams and find that person like instantaneously. Right. You know, think yeah. about maybe meeting somebody who is somebody that I really resonate with. You know, that's the, yeah. that'd be like the first step. So that's where you start, take the baby steps along the way. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Cause yeah, some people want to have the huge dream and I think that's great. I mean, we all need to have 
those goals, but we have to kind of spread them out. Don't automatically expect that you're going to make a million dollars by the end of the year. You know, maybe exactly. go for go for maybe a couple hundred thousand or something first before you get to the million. And then again, like we said earlier, like you're the sum of the five people you hang out with. So mm-hmm. if you're hanging out with a bunch of people that are complaining about how much they make and how the recession and inflation, yep, your your, your subconscious is that strong. I don't hang yeah. out with people that talk about, you know, I it's funny. I have $50 bills taped over every light switch in my home as a sign to my subconscious mind that money's everywhere. Money is interesting. Everywhere. Yeah. I journal every day um, using the law of assumption. I'm a portal for money. I'm a powerful manifester. I'm the creator of my life. I am statements. And I journal it morning, afternoon, and night. I take five minutes and I sit down and I say my I am statements. No matter who you are, no matter what you want, no matter what you're doing, your I am statements change your life. Only people don't understand. Oh, like I things always happen to me. This always happens to me. And I talked to so many people that are like, I'm like, do you believe in the law of assumption, the law of attraction? Like, I absolutely do. Gosh, I, I always hit every light. I'm like, well, then maybe you believe it, but you're not applying it. I always meet the worst guys. I always get the worst bosses. Okay, well, then you're calling it in. Exactly. And people don't realize that they're doing that. I, I do that yeah. with, with parking spaces. I, I always assume I'm going to get the best parking space when I yeah. show up somewhere. And most of the time I do. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's great. Yeah. So that's, you know, the other thing with using affirmations and I don't know if you find or run across people who do this, but this was something that really uh, opened my eyes to some of that. A lot of times we do these affirmations when we're not in the best state. Mm. We're up, we're kind of down about something, you know, and we start saying, I'm going to go, you know, use the, I'm going to try my affirmations now. Well, you don't want to go into your affirmations in a down state. Yeah. You want to you want to go into them in more of a peak state. And the more emotion, because emotion is energy in motion. Energy in motion. Yeah. So start moving around, start getting your physiology involved and say the affirmations when you're in that peak state. Because when you do, uh-huh. yeah, you know, I'll sit with my clients and I'll just say, okay, well, Right now, stop what you're doing. I want you to think of a time when you were absolutely successful, when you saw something that you really wanted and you went after it and you you tried and guess what? It worked and you you nailed it in every step of the way. How did you feel? Sit, how you sat at that moment and you watched their body shift. Yeah. Breathe how you breathe. Try to see what you saw, smell what you smelled, get into that state. And when they're in that state, I said, okay, now try to feel bad. You know, I do a couple other steps too and in, in that yeah. process, but say, try to feel bad. And they say, I can't. And I say, okay, lean forward like you're checking your text on your phone. And they'll I lean forward. That. And they'll say, how do you feel now? I'm a little bit more down. I said, yeah, get back up in that other physiology. Physiology is the two things, you know, that we, we can change. We can't change our thoughts. Well, we can, we can. Well, the, the problem is we we get stuck in our thoughts like that. Like what you said earlier, like the baby stuck in his diaper, we're stuck in our thoughts. We have to get out of our thoughts. We have to let our bodies take over our physiology. And then we have to get into our heart because when we get into our heart, that's a whole other place, that's the, the best space to be. That's when we can not only write the comeback story, but we can claim it head on. 
hundred percent every step of the way. And like knowing that you're not alone, but also knowing that you don't have to stay there. Self-compassion. That's, I, I, that's one of the biggest pieces that I really anchor my clients into is radical self-compassion. So that we're not like, God, I wasted so much time. I wish I found you five years ago. All right, cool. But like, we're here now, let's just move forward. And how do you, how do you raise that, that energy of like, oh, what would life be like if I started this five years ago? You just bring acceptance to it and you compassion to it and just move forward. Absolutely. Have compassion on yourself mm-hmm. and move forward. I, I love that. Yeah. So let me kind of bring this back a little bit and, and tie it in and do a little bit about what you do as far as the the energy, weight loss, that type of thing. If someone is out there right now and is thinking about, oh, you know, I, I, I really should take off some weight. And you know what? If you live in the United States, probably 80 percent and there's probably more. I mean, we're, we're a country. We <laughs> we have this this problem. So probably so, anybody listening and if you're not, I applaud you. And I, you know, well, but it's not, even, about, your, it's not it, about weight loss in your physical. My right. work is about weight loss in the mental. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I get yeah. that. But do you translate one to the other as part of your your coaching? Is that that's we, where they we tie heal in? Your relationship with food. We okay. heal your relationship with food, your relationship with your body. And a lot of people will get weight loss because you've been eating emotionally. And when you heal your emotions, and so it's all just a symptom. If you're eating too much, you want to focus on the food. Food's not the issue. The issue is that you don't have the emotional resiliency tools to bring yourself down when cortisol levels get too high and you're using food as a dopamine head. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, so we, we heal on every level across the board, your lack of emotional re- regulation. Makes sense. And really that doesn't apply only to food. It can apply to anything and apply to any substance. We don't have the, the right relationship. Dependency, yep. self-sabotage. Yeah. yeah all of it. It, <laughs> it, it. it all ties in. So before we can start writing that story and claiming it, we need to go back and we need to deal with all these issues and we need to deal with them and, and hit them head on really. Absolutely. Big time. Anything else that you wanted to share today that I haven't asked you about? Yeah, I just, I'm so passionate about everyone knowing how different your life can be in a year from now. I don't care what you're going through. I don't, and that was the biggest thing. I went to rehab for three months and I just would tell myself every day in a year from now, your life is going to be completely different. And then I started to, on a daily basis, make some micro, small different, like my micro decisions based on where I was going versus where I was. We can all align to a higher path. We can all let go. We can all move, move on. Yep. So you're making a commitment to do something that may take a little bit of time, but you're understanding also that it's going to take one step at a time. Yeah. And that's really the only way one to move forward. Time, one step at a time, one thought at a time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Passion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. So I'm going to ask if people were interested in reaching out to you, Colleen, and hearing more about what you do and how you might be able to help them or just to have a discussion, what would be the best way to do that? Sure. So if you want to follow me on Instagram, I'm at Colleen, C-O-L-L-E-E-N, Falto, F-A-L-T-O-T. 
on Facebook, I have a private Facebook group where I go live. Like I said, I, I do live um, energy. I go live on a daily basis. I do a daily energy vibe check, little mindset work every morning, early afternoon at some point in there. I do a live tarot reading where I coach you through whatever blocks are in your life. Um, Tuesday evenings, and I do free coaching Friday on Fridays. And so that's my group on Facebook, Physically Fit and Spiritually Fed. There is a link to it on my Instagram. And yeah, it's just all about raising the consciousness, bringing acceptance and showing people how much they can, through their mindset, change their lives. Absolutely. I will post all of those links in the podcast notes and then we'll put them out there. And I'm hoping people reach out and have some conversations. Uh, This has been a lot of fun. Before I let you go, though, I have to ask you the question that I ask all my guests on the show. And that is simply, what does being purposely positive mean to you? Being purposely positive to me comes from moving from an empowered state where I'm not attached to anything good or bad. And I'll have a, an ego driven thought of what if in a negative way, and I immediately loop it up to using that as the point of attraction for what I want. And so I'm not being purposely positive is not attaching to anything when things are going really good or things are going really bad, just like living unconditionally. I wake up and I set intention to every day, have an unconditionally good day where regardless if I win the lottery or something awful happens, I'm focused on the things that I can control. I'm moving from an empowered space. That is purposely positive to me. I love it because you're setting your intentions, but you're severing your attachments. You're unattached to the outcomes. The outcome doesn't have to happen exactly the way you want. You can still set your intentions every day. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Uh, that's great. Colleen, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. I will, uh, I'd love to have another discussion with you down the road in the future. And I'm sure we can have you come back. Any w- words of wisdom before we uh, close out the episode today? Just give yourself compassion. Whatever you're going through, whatever happened in the past, give yourself compassion and speak to yourself the way you'd speak to a friend, a child. And your life's going to change dramatically. Giving yourself compassion and your life will change dramatically. And that's how you claim your inspirational comeback story. Thank you so much, Colleen. Thank you. And you've been listening to Strive to Thrive, the purposely positive podcast brought to you by... TonyWCoaching.com, where your greatest success is right in front of you. And you may be out there right now waiting to write your comeback. You can download a free resource at TonyWCoaching.com. It's an ebook, Strive to Thrive, and it'll start you in the direction of a purposely positive life.